Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Sit in the Front. This is another installment of Thick Wisconsin Accent. It's kind of the series within the series here. I recorded this with Pow, I think it was more than a month ago, and had it in reserves. We talked about Sam J's series Pause, kind of taking the comedy stylings of Sam J, putting it through a kind of interview show. We talk about it. It has a very unique format. I really like it. It got renewed for a second season. Pow and I kind of catch up and talk about what this podcast has been for a year. And yeah, these are a lot more loose. The Thick Wisconsin Accent episodes are a lot more loose and uh, less structured than when I have a Comic-Con. So I think I'll do these about once a month. And, because these are a lot more loose, I can just plug things I want to plug. I want to talk about two stand-up shows uh, happening in the LA area, in the Valley, by put on by Friends of the Show. The first one, I went to their second one. The third one's coming up in September. That's This Is Different, hosted by Kadi Asad and Caitlin Jeffers. Their September 12th, that'll be a Sunday night, 7 p.m., Tickets are only $10, and they have headlining Lori Kilmartin, Kimberly Clark, Carmen Christopher, and another friend of the show, Diana Hong. That's at the Nightcap in Burbank on September 12th. You can go to Asad Kari Rocks, that's Kadi's Instagram, and go to the link and get the Eventbrite link for tickets. It's safe, it's outdoors, it's a nice little spot. And I just wanted to kind of give a review and say that uh, Holly Annabelle Brown, another friend of the show over at the Well Actually Pod. She hosts Salty AF. That's another show in the Valley in North Hollywood at T-Pop. Uh, my wife and I went to last week's installment of that. Great lineups. And uh, I'll be updating on my Instagram and on this show for their September installment of that. So two great shows in the LA area. Uh, women run, women hosted, diverse lineups, affordable, outdoors, safe. All the things we like to see and those are two shows that i really like right now okay so this is another installment of thick wisconsin accent with my friend pow and we watched pause with sam J on hbo max thanks everybody for listening hope you enjoy the episode Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Stop. It's too much eye contact. <laughs> I don't uh, I just look at myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. this what was good... I even telling you? Do you remember what I was saying? You were saying how. No, we need to get started. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> later. <laughs> but I was going to catch up with you and ask you things in the realm of. What have you thought about or learned about this podcast since you've been on it? You're now beating it. I love that. I love, oh my God. I have so much to say actually about that.
I was going to say you're now the record holder for most appearances. Whenever this comes out, this will come out in a couple of weeks. No, Kadia Sad has like four episodes. She's been on three. This oh, will then be I your... don't. We're tied. Oh, no, then yeah, you'll be tied for third when this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Don't you be stupid. See, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, now I'm like, do I feel good? You need to start. Um, okay. So see the thing, I think we started our, our first episode and I was like beginner's mind or some bullshit. And one thing that I was looking forward to learning from this podcast that I have not yet learned is I want to know a joke formula. Like, how do I write oh. a joke? Because I think, oh, and like I, before I get into it, I think. I want to say that the last episode of uh, Thick Wisconsin Accent with Michael was so fucking cute. <laughs> it was so fucking... Y'all were gassing me up. Mm-hmm. Y'all were gassing me up so bad. Like, um, What do you want to say to Michael? Because so nice. now, now you're sort of going in like a I'm pen I'm like pal. talking to him indirectly. Yeah. Like, uh, hi, Michael. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna want to meet me after this i think i love what he does um you know there's like shit that really matters Mm -hmm. and um i'm also a really big fan of his and i think it was a really great episode i left wanting maybe like 20 more minutes Mm, it was a quick one were y'all in a hurry y'all were like these fucking wisconsin boys were like oh we gotta go bowling like we need to get this shit over with (laughs) Uh, we were gonna go to brunch and okay yeah i don't know we just called it where it felt natural the other thing is um what were you saying you were saying joke formula i don't think you're gonna learn that from this everyone's got a very different approach to it Mm -hmm. but i'll like i'll slip that in and think of a question to ask more people about that what i find so interesting and i actually wasn't even interested in it i kind of just chanced upon it is like how everyone has like um they're testing things so like last episode you you and michael well just you actually were speculating about whether i would even want to do stand-up uh-huh i don't fucking know dude but um to me i when i learned about how people test with different crowds like mm. for hacks like they went to go spoiler they go test in sacramento if you haven't seen it you're late like y'all had a hella episodes yeah yeah this will be coming out like over a month maybe like six weeks after the finale so i wanted to hear you that's a good thing to ask what are your thoughts about the finale the finale or just like Can the last three episodes the <laughs> i don't remember anything i didn't take notes for that i'm like flipping through this shit um what is she oh okay oh my god i mean they left so many cliffhangers right and my my critique is um i don't know if they wrote the main character to be likable because i think Mm -hmm. even if i were in between jobs or something like i would never send a whole fucked up email out of spite Mm -hmm. like way to burn your bridges you know what i mean but i guess they're trying to like spice it up make it interesting so now she's like in the in the shit pile that she made right because it ends with her realize or getting a call or something or realizing that she did send that email even though she kind of made up with deborah vance and things will be okay bitches out of control yeah but i think that's why they want it to be that kind of like she doesn't have her life together kind of character but i'm like Mm -hmm. sometimes you can write that likable and sometimes it's just annoying and i feel like they're right in the middle with it that's like everybody i've talked to about it has said i don't know if i'm supposed to like the main character or not i think it's just kind of inconsistent with what she's very inconsistent 
I don't know if it's the performance. The other problem is a lot of people I talk to about it are friends with Hannah Einbinder. So mm-hmm. they're like, I, because they all know it's a really good opportunity for her. So they're all just like afraid to say anything critical about how I it's written she, or anything. By herself and like her mannerisms and how she is, I think I do find her very likable. It, I just don't, I wish I had more insight as to like the direction. Like what do they tell her to do when she's doing stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe would I don't know help elucidate like what the fuck is going on Mm -hmm. so there's those little montages where like you see her living in the casino or whatever and I think that's when she's her most likable but when I feel like she does have to push when she has to push a narrative point like a plot point um they're like it does feel like out of nowhere yeah yeah like they're like the last I think it's the finale when uh spoiler again but her (laughs) Ava the main character's dad passes away they like must have cut out like 15 minutes between where she's like grieving because they just go oh you're here now and actually he passed away when you're on the plane or something Mm -hmm. and uh funeral and she seems really okay with it (laughs) and i was just kind of like that's weird there's a lot of inconsistencies i think oh i see she's chilling um her fucking mom yep hater my fucking (laughs) god oh my god i she really got under my skin. Mm. I was like, I've never been provoked to hit a woman. <laughs> That's an audio on TikTok for my oldies out there. That's yeah, I don't James. Know. <laughs> you don't know. You're like, he's, it's over his head. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? <laughs> that actress is good. She played uh, an important part on the series Frasier, um, where she was a similar, similarly like unhinged um rage-inducing character. there's more old people content where that came from. What the fuck is Frasier? Yeah. Any, moving yep. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that pissed me the fuck off. But, and, and you know, the worst part and what, what, why that clash is, is because you learn to really care for Deborah Vance. Like, mm. I would, I would die for, well, <laughs> maybe, uh, die for Deborah Vance. Like, they develop her so much. Wow. He's sipping, uh, carbonated water what is that yeah spindrift oh i don't know um, i don't want to give the i don't want to give them free clout though if spindrift wants to message sponsor, the instagram don't sit underscore what is it don't underscore sit that's don't, at twitter that's oh my fucking god you need to i'm get cutting all together. this out I, can, I don't need to get my shit together it's just it was taken and oh, like every okay. other iteration of like somewhere around don't sit in the front were like wild things. So I was just like, oh, I got to do this. We, also, I don't use Twitter. Instagram's where it's at. Um, That's where you got to find all the stuff. Wait, what's your Instagram? Don't sit in the front. Like whole thing? Yep. Oh, nice. Okay. Maybe we need See, to I find See, I thought that. I was super old because I say in the outro, I'm like, find us on Instagram at don't sit in the front, all one word, which is the oldest thing you can say. Because I was like, when the internet was new, you had to always tell people like, my email address is blah 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 all one word like don't put spaces you used to have to explain no that so i was like i'm already old fogey and similarly i don't want to use twitter it just i don't get it it doesn't work for what i want to do with it that's fine babe yeah it's okay um you know twitter's crazy twitter is for people with free time oh yeah cut this all out like yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait actually i have something to confront you about oh um joseph said that people have been reaching out to you about me yes can you what's up with that (laughs) can you tell me about that i've just said that people have reached out and said they enjoy these episodes really the numbers bear it out too the plays yeah why 
I think when... I think we played up the we're incompatible personalities type of thing. Oh, I should also say, like, nobody... We didn't even address this up top. Like, we're in the same room. Pow visited LA and we're in the studio. We get to... As promised in the last Thick Wisconsin accent, Mm. um, James felt very shaded that I came to LA without (laughs) him. Like, he was... Well, I didn't... You know, you're, you're weird. You went to the land of the Wisconsin and... You know, I had shit to do. So I'm back by popular demand. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm here just to like, I don't know. I'm here to kick it. It's really this whole weekend has just been me dry ordering my friends around. I'm just like, I want boba. I want y'all to taste Baja Blast and have me record it like it's some (laughs) kink shit. (laughs) It does feel like you're like our visiting cousin or something where it's we've got to do everything they want to do. Yeah, <laughs> It's cute. I love the power. Um, but yes, people said they enjoy these episodes. I think it's because like when I have a comedian on, they will share it among their fans and then I'll get a little bump in numbers there. But sometimes it's just kind of like I think I've started to establish the voice of the show. And I feel like you're an integral part of that when it's just purely like don't sit in the front content um, and not like talking about somebody's new this or that or it's purely just uh, this is what the podcast is. So what if like this is the start of my comedian roots and then I leave my our job (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I start doing shows and shit. You should try it. I know all the people that would be like. Here's the open mic you should try it at. Here's the class they you should take. They have open mics over here? What happens? With, okay. <laughs> what happens with he like, um, you know, he nodded at me in a very dub bitch yeah. way. <laughs> um, but is that good though? Like who goes to that? Literally anyone. It's literally all the people that want to do an open mic. They're like each other's audience and shit. Mostly yeah, comics watching it. Okay. But also, I mean, it's a thing like you need to do it to get better at it you also need to do it in uncomfortable and awkward situations to get used to whatever could happen so it's kind of like there's no like safer best place to try it so you should just go to an open mic but i will that'll be a good look dude (laughs) that'll be like the web series where we follow the whole journey making a comedian yeah (laughs) bitch oh no oh my god my self-esteem i i can't do this because already from people reaching out to you thank you to my fans um (laughs) from people reaching out to you and telling you this shit i'm glad you didn't come to me with the information because that shit goes to my head i'm sitting here thinking i'm hot shit like suddenly <laughs> like this is doing so much for my confidence going from the first episode where i'm like yeah i mean yeah, i should probably love myself a little bit more mm. i'm high off the power like you don't understand you don't understand but yeah the reach um, the reach is very limited but has great potential so It was like I started therapy this week. I was very proud of that. I found a new therapist. And she was she just noticed my mic and things. So she was just like, oh, are you a podcaster? And I was like, kind of. And then she's writing it down. She's like, (laughs) open that separate file. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to open that whole book. Yeah. (laughs) So um, megalomania. Yeah. (laughs) So then. 
uh, but she was like, oh, do, like, what are you doing for income now? Does the podcast generate income? And I was just like, baby, no. oh my God. <laughs> like, she doesn't too know. Much credit. She's writing more shit down like, oh, be yeah. <laughs> ether. Like. Well, then I kind of panicked because it sounded so bad because like it's summer. So I'm not. Oh, I don't want to give any details of what we do. I'm not. In, well, I always talk about what I do. I, I'm not teaching right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made that choice not to teach. So I could do research and write. So I'm unemployed fully right now for the first time in a while and then so she yeah more scribbling by her (laughs) but I was like no 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 like I teach normally and I explain the whole thing but the more you explain things like that like I have a podcast but it's not big but it's not that small but it's not yet so um I feel good with the progress of it I think you helped a lot thank you like you helped me you helped me uh you know get some episodes where I just want to do my own thing oh and also like I'm like I helped you with your therapy you're no. that's half of it she's scribbling more like yeah. oh man <laughs> she did ask a question she was like so it seems like you have a pretty good social group or network would you say you have a pretty good social yeah network pretty good social group and I was like like a little yeah. social yeah and then she was just got like you. got it I I was like now and I'm the whole process I'm always like can she tell that from the way I talk about the problems I have um but what are your problems let's go right now (laughs) (laughs) that's gotta that's when we get a patreon that'll go behind the paywall oh man oh yeah Mm. uh you know just for five dollars a month you can learn all about james i don't know like unearthed childhood bullshit (laughs) my god oh imagine all the that's so she gets so much free content and you're paying her to (laughs) it Well, she gets, she gets well, to listen to your content. The insurance company's paying her. I'm paying a copay. Either way, she's getting content. Yeah, yeah, and I'm jealous. Like I want all the Wisconsin stories. Like that's fucked up. Well, then, oh, she can just Google my name. But I was like, I don't want to tell her what it is. Oh, oh, oh. she never asked. If she's good at yeah, obviously. Well, she has their your whole last name. She can yeah, Google you. Exactly. Shout out to what's her name? Uh. <laughs> Do you know they're not doctors? Like, if, I, if you don't have a full-on, like, PsyD psychiatrist, yeah, yeah. they have LMFT. Well, those are the pill bitches. That's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no pills here. No, there's not people yet. who are, we'll like, see. social workers or... Um, it said LMFT. Uh, LMFT? I don't fucking know. Marriage and family therapist. I forget what the L is. Maybe license. I don't know. Mm. But I would love to be a religious um, therapist. Oh, dude. So, you know, you have to, um, you have to like shop for a therapist, right? So I I realized I could look at like reviews and I could look at all these different people that I Mm -hmm. could choose between. And some of them say like in the like specialties, some people put way, way near the top, like Like spiritual. Yeah. Or religious or even like Christian something. And I was just like, oh, then he just told me the red flags right away that I could just look elsewhere. So it's nice that they put that. But also, somebody might need their therapy to be in line with their religious beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, for some people, it's more digestible mm. that way. So when it's like, you're, you have this disorder, they're just like, so God made your brain wrong this way. God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, it's like, um, I think what people would say and why I would be good at it is be like, you know, God only does so much, but Mm -hmm. he would want you to help yourself. 
Um, and that's what we're here to do, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just extra steps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's honestly, I think that's what I did with my mom. Because that Facebook hole that people don't crawl out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Sam J actually touches on that on her. I think it's uh, the not the third episode. Yeah. Af- it's after the last we, episode. Yeah, after we babble a little bit, this episode is dedicated yeah. to. We wanted to talk about pause with Sam J, uh, just to look at some of the other type of content that stand-up comics are making beyond a special, or I've looked at documentaries or books about stand-up, but this seemed kind of different and cool. I like and the structure of it a lot, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, getting my mom out of that Facebook hole. You know what I did? Oh, my mom was so fucking smart, bitch. Mm. I was like, you know, if the vaccine looks like it came too quickly, that's God, baby. He wanted us to have this vaccine, like, really <laughs> quick. And he sent it really quick. So why are people saying no? It doesn't make any sense. Jesus. Oh. Ooh. And just like that whole fucking family vaccinated, she was working nice. overtime on that phone being like, being like, it's fucking Jesus. Everybody, you know, get that shit in your arm and shit. And yeah, the whole, you know, and mm. we love it. We love to see it. Was there a lot of resistance on the other way, though? Like, I was there a Catholic reason to not get vaccinated? Um, You know, I don't. Well, people always have this thing where it's like, why would I need to? And it's the same as like the Republicans, right? Like, why would I need to um, vaccinate myself when God can just take care of me? Yeah. Yeah. And what oh, I've yeah, seen a lot of. That's a big of, anti-vax thing. Yeah. Right. And what I've seen a lot of priests saying is like, um, like, oh, you know, there was this man in a hurricane and he was like on the roof of a building and a boat passed by. And they're like, hey, get get on the boat. And um, he was like, no, no, no. Like, God's going to take care of me. It's cool. And then another boat passes by and blah, blah, blah. The rule of threes. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he dies on the fucking, I don't know, he drowns or whatever. And then he goes up to Jesus. And he's like, why the fuck didn't you save me, bitch? And Jesus is like, I sent three boats for you, ho. Like, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> um, and that's what they always say to get, like, oh, you know, when you get uh, a rope take it because that you know that's like your godly chance or whatever so i feel like there's there's definitely it's hard to generalize because there's factions of religious people that will either do do that or completely be resistant to it and it's it's you know it's where uh based on wherever they get like their skepticism and maybe in latin america is the fucking the whatsapp or whatever the fucking (laughs) messaging thing where people like copy pasta share random shit so um, for me, I was like, um, that's not in this fucking house. I got ahead of it. Mm. And I was like, if you see anything that like that, where it's at, where it's like, you know, um, being, a, a lot of stories of like, oh, so-and-so got the vaccine and they died like three days later. And it's like not connected. It's yeah. like, <laughs> like they already had cancer or something. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, but I got you... ahead of it. I was like, you see anything like that, Ma? That's the devil. That's the devil playing tricks on you. So, you know, you, like, learn how to roll with it. You can just flip it around. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, you were talking about joke structure. You just taught. You already know. You said rule of threes. So you're like that. I might have read up a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. It's the Dora rule as well. You have Whoa. to go through the forest, the bridge, and then the mountain. They also say that that's how you build um, good dungeons for D&D. Go through the say it again. 
the forest, yep, the bridge, and then the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tracks. I play D. I would play that dungeon. Yeah, I feel like sometimes there's like you're walking through a forest. It's usually how a lot of things start. Well, what else have you? Do you have any other thoughts to kind of wrap up our uh, oh, sort of thick Wisconsin the... accent, state of thick Wisconsin accent? Within, don't sit, don't sit in the front. Yeah. Or what I've learned about don't sit. Mm, this will be either before or after the 50th episode. So it's a oh. moment of reflection. Almost a year of doing the pod. It is almost a year of doing yeah. the pod. Like I started it yeah. with you. I mean, I'm an investor. I'm like, I've been backing, uh, mm. you know, backing the blue. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I could like resist it. Yeah. <laughs> I resist. I don't want some algorithm, however it oh, works, no. to know that. Um, distort it. Yeah. <laughs> Make it really deep. Like, more. Mm. Um. What okay, but what's good. the Baja Blast? You've seen the Baja Blast version of the Back the Blue flag? Yeah. yeah. I sent you that bitch. Yeah, I well, sent you that. you're not You've the only me. one. A lot of people sent me that. Oh, I'm sorry, fucking safety net friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I look back the Baja Blast. Yeah. Um uh yeah, I think I think what's been enjoyable is I love listening to comedians like travel stories. Mm, yeah. I think it's great. Um, cause they go to like the weirdest little towns too. I, I really do. I enjoy like when shit goes wrong. So whenever you ask someone like what their worst, mm -hmm. um, comedy memory is, oh, that shit is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's better when it's cringy too. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been a good ride. I hope I can learn more about like behind the scenes. Actually, I haven't even seen that many shows. I might know more about the behind the scenes than I do about watching an actual show because all I've seen is like shitty specials. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it though is like it is a funny thing that stand-up is in such short increments or it's in these little time capsules. Like people have their five minutes, their 15, their hour, maybe their, their Comedy Central half hour special you get that little thing that takes them uh maybe the whole year if not years really? to build up to practice do it in all these different spaces tour with it do the late night set do all that and then finally get a special like that and then they got to start over mm. so the rest of it is all behind the scenes so i'd say it's like 95 to 5 it's an iceberg yes exactly that's so wild i'm going with the conspiracy <laughs> shit, <laughs> our little conspiracy theme yeah but yeah and then check out um on netflix my show making a comedian mm. uh first i'm gonna try sitting in the front <laughs> see how i handle the crowd work and then i'm gonna try an open mic but Pe yeah coming soon people need to know that pow has seen very little stand-up comedy in person and seems to think that they would do fine with people doing mean crowd work with them. And I'm like, you have no idea how awkward it is. But you, I, but you also kind of crave it or something. You like cringe. Do I look like I'm asking for it? <laughs> yeah. With my Baja Blast hair stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is they'll see your hair color if you're in the front. And if the lighting's not right and you're obviously there with blue hair, mint, sorry. They're going to call it out because they need to be like, I see that. Everybody sees that. Now stop paying attention to it and listen to what I have to say. They'll do it by making fun of you and be like, boop. You'd think it would work better by ignoring it. But yeah, you know, I'm here. I'm asking for it. Let's go. Like, <laughs> let's play. Let's play a little game. I don't know. Like Joseph and I went to Joseph and I went to a show last night. Oh, how was that? Faded. It was great. It's their first one back since before the pandemic. They had a great lineup. 
uh, just for anybody that knows, we saw Blair Saki, David Borey, Maggie May was the headliner. She's great. We had the option to sit way in the front. Nobody did because the way it was seated was to have people be safe or uh, and be like in groups oh. of two or four and kind of spread out. But there's like little pods right in the very front. So you're like one foot from the, where the mic stand would be. And I was like, nope. What do you think would happen if we were both sitting together in the front? Then, so then, that's the worst part. Then they're like, what's what's your relationship? They ask the two people that are there together. I would together. just say you're my dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, I'm like, uh, learning how to stand up with my dad. This is my kid. I have them for the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. You're divorced. <laughs> of There's course. There's a whole story. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have to write it all out. Yeah. Yeah, we have to write it all out. But anyway, I appreciate all the support thus far. You've done a lot of very free labor to be on episodes but i enjoy our episodes together and other people do too so the listeners have spoken thick wisconsin accent we were experimenting with it i think it's a good installment of the show to have maybe once a month maybe more maybe less depends on if you move back to la or not i will unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) i'm i have to come back and give the city all my fucking money so for this installment we looked at Sam J's new show on HBO Max is called Pause with Sam J. The first episode of this podcast, I talked about Sam J's uh, Netflix special, Three in the Morning. So that's almost been a year since that came out. And then this show I didn't know about before it was coming out, but was really happy to see it. It has a lot of people involved that I like and have seen do comedy in LA. What did you, had you seen anything about it, Paul, before I told you about it? Um, no. No. But no. You, I remember, because lately you've been on the HBO Max you watched I'm Hacks. enjoying it, yeah. HBO Max. What's your review? I've watched um, Insecure. Oh, I've yeah. Seen you Hacks. binged all of it. I binged all of it in four days. A Insecure? season a day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love Issa Rae. Um, I watched her in middle school when she came out on YouTube with Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. Um, shit is so fucking funny. And she, like, carries the way that she puts, like, you know, like, the narrative together in the series. Like the you know the awkward moments her talking to herself like you know this really real shit uh, and then you know just made it a little more sexy for hbo and shit is good mm-hmm. um you know like i think when i find myself scared for characters I, like that's how i know it's good um so yeah that's the only reason i got hbo and now i stuck around because i'm watching all of um adventure time oh it's for a friend it's not for me i'm embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's for me but um oh which is why i'm sad i'm like i didn't know maria bamford did all the voices yeah some of them yeah i would like to see maria bamford someday when she comes back to the uh the typewriter the typewriter um that might happen. Did I call it the correct thing? Yeah, you're always trying to give it the wrong one, but you just sort of like, oh. Um. We've gone full circle. It's because I've used everything. I've used the I ancient call it the Victrola, Rolodex one, yeah. the, the Victorola, the um, the phonograph, like, <laughs> oh man, the obsolete phonograph or whatever. Mm, the the labyrinthine Davenport. Oh my god, that one's so bad. You have to keep it to five or six syllables so that it keeps the it has the same vibes. Yeah. See. See. Another thing, you already know, we talked about rule of threes. You're, you're learning your joke structure. We're building your career from the ground up. Now you're talking about number of syllables, word efficiency. You're like 80% of the way there. Don't be saying that. You're insulting all your guests. <laughs> the point is, I was going to say that uh, Maria Bamford is going to do some 
shows around LA, probably with the same hour that we saw at her residency. Okay, good. So that'll Tunes come in, in the, the fall. Then. I would love to. I bet it will be hard to do. Okay, okay. We'll see yeah. the front. Oh my god! I, wait, I want that to be my first show. Actually, she would. She would be great. She wouldn't do some kind of weird crowd work. So there you okay, go. Okay. Okay. Are people when they do crowd work? Are they like homophobic and stuff? They at a club. They at could a club? be. Yeah. That's not a club though. That's an independent. That's not a club, right? No, I mean okay, Dynasty okay. Typewriter is hard because it's like a theater space, but I would say it has a very independent comedy spirit. Okay, we love that. We love that. That's yeah. my induction. Like you can do the independent alt comedy in nice spaces, and it doesn't have to be tied to like food or drink sales or being douchey. Yeah. Okay, we love we love to hear it. Um, all to say, I'm enjoying HBO, and I'm glad <laughs> that you said that pause was on hbo i was like fuck yeah i can keep like you know taking but did they did they keep you on the hook though so now you had to pay for another month oh yeah 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 i mean it's until adventure time is so long like i thought ooh, piece of cake like 10 minutes an episode Mm -hmm. shit has like 50 seasons i don't it's like south park i guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah i enjoyed it i think the structure of each episode was really good yeah and um it's intermingled so like and my favorite part is like the party space yeah like she's hosting like a little get together with friends and stuff mm-hmm. and um they're you know like they're just shooting the shit yeah and like having fun and they um, make a interesting choice to not give like people's names because some of the people are other pretty known comedians yeah like the fucking lucas SNL brothers guy which SNL guy? There's multiple. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I saw like um, Punky Johnson was on one. I th- okay, um, I recognize but, like, so, one. So I know Jack Knight is a does a lot of things with Sam J. And then Langston Kerman was one of the producers. Jack Knight and Langston Kerman did the show Tasteful that our friend and I would go to a lot here in K Town. That's where I saw Sam J. the first time. But the point is, I love the party scenes party like hangout stuff the best it's hard though because like all the segments are really good and then she'll have like she'll interview people and then Mm. she'll have some kind of like skit or like um animation or something Mm -hmm. and then she'll end it with a party scene and then actually what really hard it's competing with the party scene but the reflection at the end i also think Oh yeah, those are really good. I she really ties love it together. So much. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm learning <laughs> shit. Like, you know, yeah, like I'm getting told. Yeah, but um. So the I, first when I first saw the format, like when I first saw the trailer, when I was watching HBO, and then I was like, oh, Sam J has a show coming out. I was like, I want to watch the trailer. And at first, I was like, I think it'll be good because it's her. But I was always like, ah, oh, is this like another show where they're like, we're gonna talk about? issues or we're gonna try to see it from the other side or like go interview people that disagree with me or something i was kind of like there's moments like that some of them are yeah Yeah. like the interviewing like she goes to interview black conservatives and i was like that one i'm just like well uh, actually i mean i going in you're like oh man but it ends kind of like in a way where like um makes you question like what is conservatism yeah and then they kind of question it, like, oh, maybe we should be something else. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why I, I was like, yeah, that, that, that. Yeah, that. I'm like, I did I did enjoy <laughs> that. Like, they really tackled, like, uh, you know, what it means to be associated with, like... Um, the GOP? <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, crazy white people. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, that was kind of... I guess I'd give, like, just try to give more of the framework. So 
each episode's around a certain theme and they don't always go the way I think they would, but there's one about conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. There's one about uh, black conservatism or... Uh, there's one about titties. There's one about money and there's one about children. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The, which one stuck out to you the most or did you like the best? Um, The one that I found myself like churning... Um, the i don't know like the thinking juices was the titty episode mm. for sure um and my mom walked in on me again on that one i think she know and she's like you're watching like naked people i'm like yeah, yeah. Fuck off. like <laughs> this so the episode was sort of centered around different ideas of how sam jay identifies as a stud mm. lesbian and struggled with uh there's certain people who are comfortable enough to be like uh, with their shirt off and the way they want to have their gender expression is very masculine and out there with it. Um, so she kind of explores that part of her mm-hmm. identity. Yeah. So it's like in general, just like gender nonconformity and like t- I, I, in my notes, it says titty anxieties, yeah. um, <laughs> which like same baby, same. Um, yeah. I think what I enjoyed is like when she was talking to um, the other oh, one thing that always stands out is her fucking like how she titles people in, oh, yeah, in yeah. the interview parts. Oh my god! They play with the format of like uh, not a Chiron, but like the title that appears under someone in an interview, and then it'll change based on what they say. <laughs> yeah. It'll change based on what they say, but in general, they're just so fucking funny. Like on the all oh, the money episode, mm. it's just like black man with white man money. Like yeah. I, <laughs> so good. <laughs> so fucking good i cannot um so in that part of that interview she was like oh you know i'm glad like the titties are out but that could never be me Mm. and then spoiler at the end of the episode there's like you know she's like in a convertible like you know Mm -hmm. looking real luxurious the titties out and it's it looks normal you know it's fine um but her going from oh that could never be me like that was me before Mm. I was like, oh, you think you could like like girls? Is oh no, like that you know that could never be me. Blah blah blah, and then you know you just have to like throw yourself into it. So I was like, I found myself really um, relating to that. I mm. thought that was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, because that's where it seemed to get into better, deeper analysis of things and had more like heart to it. Uh, when it started with, uh, I feel like there was some shock value in the first episode, the way they did it to be like, oh, I'm going to go talk to somebody that disagrees with me and figure out why. And then I was kind of like, I don't like that approach as much, but I was, it was still interesting the way they did it. That first episode, I want Return of the Mac with the violins. I want that shit on <laughs> oh, Spotify. Yeah. Oh, like now everybody stand up for the National Anthem. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was so good. It was so the funny. one, the one, yeah. So the skit. So there's sort of three components, as we've said. There are they enter, they introduce the topic in a pretty natural, kind of candid way. It looks like the way this is obviously like they made this, but they have like a party, and then they show Sam J talking to her other. Some people are comedians. Some people are just like her friends. I think uh, in, in an apartment talking about these issues. Then they cut to an interview with somebody about it, and then they'll have a skit about it as like a little sketch comedy portion Mm -hmm. um but one of these in the first episode when they talk about we should make our own different thing and then she asks the question well if black people were to do something for a kind of self-determination outside of existing political parties or the u.s constitution what would it be 
and then make a constitution for black people what kind of things would be in it so then it has like a funny sketch about that but the the i think one of the people represented was the auntie with the arm fat who can cook good and i was like yes (laughs) (laughs) and it's all written out on the screen yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's so good oh my god the episode that really pissed me the fuck off was the money episode yeah and i had a strong feeling about it not because um I mean, okay, thoughts on capitalism aside. Yeah. Um, that interview with the doctor, the concierge doctor. Oh, that lady sucked. I, <laughs> well, you said it, but yeah. um, I feel like that could have been scrapped. Like, you could have gotten another doctor because, mm. not not because um, maybe interviewing someone that is doing that isn't worth it or whatever. It's because specifically this lady was not answering the fuck. She was not understanding the questions because like Sam J was like, okay, you're like doctor for rich people or whatever the mm-hmm. the, the um, subtitle was. She was like, okay, do you feel that like these people where like their healthcare is not a problem because they have money for it, whereas other people have to like wait in line at the ER and like, um, you know, ruin their lives financially just mm-hmm. because they wanted to live do you don't you feel like the way that things are you know and the you know things work um is placing a value on people's lives depending on whatever Mm. and this fucking lady comes out saying like i believe that across financial lines everyone deserves health care defending rich people yeah and i'm just like that was not the question is like, oh, equi- equ- imagine James' equitable healthcare being like rich people can live too. Yeah. That's not <laughs> like that's that wasn't the fucking point. Yeah. And it's just like that's how you I mean, the mental gymnastics that she has to do every fucking day to like justify they, her shit. It had to be an interesting edit session to figure out how to do that because sam j asked her in like three different ways trying to get her to say like do you feel guilty at all even just say you're guilty about it and then she's just kind of like not even saying no just kind of being and And sam j wasn't even against that like i think she concluded at the end like oh people gotta do what they have to do to survive Mm. and even if this lady were up front like yeah it's fucked up am i playing it for myself yeah people like yeah of course everyone deserves to live in this system blah 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 and i'm contributing to it but i have to get my bread or whatever Mm -hmm. even that that's still shitty but even that would have been way better than her like i don't even know it wasn't even like a devil's advocate kind of like she wasn't even flipping it she just had the weirdest kind of avoidance which kind of reminds me of the professional level at which people can talk around that issue uh, around any issue like that which is yeah. in one of the episodes she interviews the like crisis manager she talks to like uh an older white guy about being the person they hire when someone has like a cancellation type issue come up so like you did something and did something wild and now oh, you've got yeah. an issue <laughs> you've got it that you hire one of these crisis managers and the pr crisis manager and they help you like craft your apology and everything. That guy was wild too. That was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, and what would we do with this and this? Merchandise it. I'm like, <laughs> y'all are. Because <laughs> she. Really live here. The interesting thing is, like, over the couple of years that I've known about Sam J's comedy, I've heard some of these premises 
as like bits she was working out or uh, when she's on podcast talking about an issue and now you can kind of see it fleshed out into mm-hmm. the episode ideas so whenever someone well, I would hear like so-and-so like comic writes on a show but the show's like sort of documentary style I was like what do you mean writes I was like I think that's all of, I think that's what it is like you have to figure out what the through line is with the narrative the format of it obviously they had to write the sketches so mm. yeah yeah did you have a favorite sketch I love the judge one love the judge one yeah <laughs> wait um I love the I think it's the, the conspiracy theory one where it's animated and it's kind of like oh, schoolhouse in, rock misinformation station yeah yeah it was, was kind of creepy and then it was just like i'm going to explain to you how you get from point a to like this wild conspiracy theory positions like those are funny oh my god cubanon (laughs) (laughs) i fucking laughed so hard oh cubanon for cubans (laughs) i had so one of the thoughts i had about the show was um in a lineage of like black sketch shows i always had to think about like Chappelle show and some of the things I did have the feeling that I think has been the critique of that series uh, in the long view, which has been like a lot of white people were laughing at, myself included, like laughing at the sketches in Chappelle's show. But it's like, were they getting the message? Was it for them to laugh at? Were they in on the joke? Because it'd be like talking about black stereotypes and things like that and things mm-hmm. integral inside the black community that maybe they can talk about or joke about with each other but is rarely put out into like the white world to be looked at it puts it under a a microscope but I feel like this some of the things I was just like I don't know if I should or can laugh at that but it's interesting and I like the way that they put it together like uh, like the with the one sketch was like recruiting people for the space program oh and I don't know if I don't even know if I can say that word, but like for a black man who is uh, stereotypically very misogynistic, but very into like black nationalism, maybe Islam and like very traditional views. And then the conspiracy theories is like part of that sort of like subculture of black men. So I was like, should I laugh at that one? It's very funny the way they put it together and then they send the guy into space uh, and then it like closes the series, like the closes the season finale with him in a in a car with a black power fist going through space and i think that's the end of pause with sam j for until mm-hmm. next year these are all really funny it does remind me a bit of the problem of you can actually watch things the wrong way yeah this is also like on twitter like things that you shouldn't like tweets that you shouldn't like because they're not fucking meant for you things yeah like that. yeah that's what it reminds me of and Sam J is really funny on Twitter, but has a lot of those tweets that are definitely not for me. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely shouldn't retweet it. There's that problem of, like, people's social media, like, they would call it, like, social media blackface, where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. white people have just kind of taken on, like, POC Twitter users as, and especially black women, like, Twitter users as, like, their own way of speaking, that kind of problem. So, but Sam J is really funny. I feel like the takes on everything were very nuanced and interesting totally dispelled my worries i had at the beginning of being like oh this is another show where they then unfortunately a lot of poc comics get pushed into this role where they have to your show is going to be about issues and we're going to talk about the hard stuff and you're like we don't ever talk mm-hmm. about this stuff but you're going to shed a light shed a light on it and it's like i think that is no gone room right for away fun. yeah 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 
Um, I also appreciated that. I have one last question for you. I oh. Think. Um, I wanted to know your thoughts on the chil- the child the children episode hmm. because you know I don't know I do because I'm like close to that to age to decide. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying anything. I just hmm. wanted to know like your your thoughts and like how kind of that episode ended with the reflection of like I know my role hmm. in um, the village. Yeah, yeah. I liked her. That was one of the party scenes was her explaining how there are other adults in children's (laughs) lives that all like help raise or take care of children i liked that idea like uh, i'm not a parent but i feel like i have some kind of role in like my niece's lives Mm -hmm. and oh we have a lot we exchange a lot of niece and nephew stuff yeah yeah tips and tricks tips and tricks yeah (laughs) yeah i think um and it's kind of hard to uh, discuss, right? And I was, like, talking about this with Joseph. Shout out to Joseph, baby. I know you're listening, yeah. boy. Um, talking about, um, like, queer temporalities and how, like, mm-hmm. children usually are not, you know, in, uh, I don't know, like, because they're so much part of, um, I don't know, like, the 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 hetero lifetime that yeah. people picture. Um you know, like queer peeps often feel like they're outside of that and they they do exist outside of that. Um, oh, actually, there are updated like statistics on like um, how a lot of adoptive uh, families are um, like same sex couples and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, like, the you know, like the demographics of parenting are more varied than yeah. than the temporalities um I don't know duality thing makes it out to be mm-hmm. but but still it's you know talking about how shit is like traditionally spoken about it's very much that mm-hmm. um so yeah I'm like I, I think all to say I think I've kind of come to accept that maybe I'm I'm perpetually the auntie of people mm. like the auntie with money that people like to talk about yeah yeah you'll have well some of the party scenes you know they probably shot a you know, 80% more than what you see, or I don't know, some ratio, a lot to a little mm-hmm. of what you actually end up seeing, like little snippets from those. Um, some of the like comics, I'm just, it seemed like they just kind of stuck in at least one white person where I'm just kind of like, you could have just <gasps> left them out. Like some of them are like real awkward. I was like, yeah, those were funny. <laughs> where they're like, give me the fucking white people's secrets. And if they oh, didn't, yeah. like they would boot them out. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so in those instances, it's like, that is funny how that played out in those dynamics. Some of them, I'm just like, you're just there and like it did a weird kind of reverse thing of like casting where i'm like we need to you got to bring at least like one white comic i'm like just leave them babe start tokenizing your white people yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know make them make them feel there's only space for one james yeah you get you get one as a snack and that's it (laughs) it was a weird reversal of that problem like the like diversity or whatever thing Mm -hmm. where i was just like or just I don't know, but like Megan Gailey is a comic I like. She's in a lot of there and she writes on the show. Mm-hmm. Beth Stelling made like a tiny little appearance, but again, it's just like another person at the party. I really like the show. It got renewed for season two. I look forward to more of it. Yeah. You avoided my children question. Oh, like I don't want to have them. I don't feel like it's financially <laughs> oh possible. God. Millennial problems, all that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're back (laughs) and we're back back to square one as always anyway thank you for (laughs) i don't know (laughs) 
Do you have any last um, thoughts on the... I think, yeah, that's like the rest of mine. I'm really looking forward to like the next um, few episodes. I think it's six, right? Six mm-hmm. was too little. Six in there, a half hour. That seems to be like what you get right now for uh, like not a drama or comedy series. It's just like... But that's like Hacks was that too. It was like 30 minutes. I was just like, yeah. one hour is perfect. One hour a week, amazing. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her tweets are also really fucking funny. People should follow Sam J if they don't know her. You can listen to episode one of this podcast, although I'm probably super nervous and I don't want to go back and listen to it. But we talk about Sam J's special three in the morning. Yeah. And thank you for having me back. I'm like, oh, there's no way this motherfucker can fuck up the audio now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got me right here. Like, <laughs> really sorry. You're, I feel like you're going to be apologizing for the audio on that episode for the rest of your life. People will judge you for it. I hope the audio is good on these. We're gonna. I just want to it. say it's my fault. We, you know, we get to talking. Everything logic goes out the window because we're just vibing. We're just having fun, and you, you forget to put on your HD fucking audio. What can yeah. I say? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry about that. It's not on him. It was on me. But I think you know now that I'm here, it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. People should let us know if they want more thick Wisconsin accent. Uh, a series within the series uh if you don't want it really need to hear that feedback too no not that one Uh, (laughs) fuck off (laughs) i could take listener comments and questions for pow because they are not linked on social media to this show yeah yeah send us questions not personal i'll start to like collect those for the 50th episode maybe that's oh cute Yeah, yeah, yeah we need to end this are you ready clap to clap um sure but yeah, check out my special on Netflix. What would it be called? Oh, it's called uh, Making a... What? What was <laughs> it? What was it? Wait, hold on. Thank you for listening to Don't Sit in the Front. Please rate and subscribe and leave me a review. You can follow the show on Twitter with the handle don't underscore sit or don't sit in the front, all one word, on Instagram. Our music is composed by Chris Helking and our cover art is provided by Memory Bloom Studio. Thank you so much for listening and just remember to always punch up and keep swinging.